Well, hello and welcome. I'm Sue Britz. And I'm Tina Lookbuck. Welcome to Retired. The podcast where we talk about what life is like when we put on new tread, new wheels that move us onto our next adventure. Hey, Tina, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Sue. It's really good to see you again, like on a regular basis. I have to say, we had incredible weather today. It was sunny outside. We're still in February. This is crazy that we've got the sun going on and and the great weather. Enjoying it. That's all I have to say. And I feel completely opposite. I am so excited right now because it's going to snow. It's going to snow and we might get nine inches in the next couple of days. And all I can see is the ski slopes. Actually, from my window right now, I'm looking at the ski slopes, which I just cannot wait to go down. So, wow, I that's love the snow. Ins- <laughs> that's insane. I we we just went out and we put uh we wrapped our our our, our very delicate cute little um uh lime tree in oh, so that yeah. it wouldn't get whipped by the wind. We're supposed to get 40 miles an hour gusts and it's going to rain for the next few days. So, I'm not huh. feeling the same way you are and I wouldn't like the snow, but it sounds beautiful. Yes. Yes. And my plan, my plan by, I I don't think I can do it this year, but I want to get cross country skis. And then I'm three blocks away from the forest. So I can just ski to my favorite spot and trail and then ski it instead of hike it. That's my next year's plan. My word, that sounds like a great retired plan. Ah, thank you. (laughs) And instead of treads, I'm going to get new skis. That's right. That's what I was just going to say. We're on the same (laughs) wavelength here. I like it. Of course. Hey, you know, um, let's try another bit. I mean, we're introducing people oh, to what are what are <laughs> we're introducing people to what our our little routines are going to be as good teachers that we are. Today's bit is about teaching strategies. Are you ready, Tina? I'm ready. Buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. It's buckled. What did you think of that sound effect? It just drove me crazy. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, today we're going to be, um, we're going to unpack our toolkit. We always talk about teacher toolkits out always. of our trunk and we're going to um, use that and, and, and apply it to how we live our life today outside of, of mm. teaching. So we're going to be talking today about active listening. Uh, Tina, take it away. Uh, you know, this is, it was hilarious at the very tail end of my teaching career, we had to follow this script and everybody in all grade levels. And I'm thinking, I laughed, I mocked it and it was on listening. And I thought, if you don't know how to listen by the time you're in sixth grade, like what is the point? But when I sat down and followed the lesson, I was shocked. (laughs) Kids don't know how to listen. And so I actually had to teach them. Look at the person in the face. Turn your body to look at their body. Smile and nod. Don't cut them off every time they're talking. Don't talk to someone else when someone's already talking to you. It was amazing. And it was actually one of the most maybe worthwhile teaching things to do. So active listening, it's important. I I agree. You know, and adults, we forget about it too. And I'm thinking 
Yeah, and I'm thinking that the we keep coming back to this topic, the idea of COVID times when everyone was living a different kind of reality, that we have to learn re-listening in a different way. It's pretty amazing. Oh. You know what? Well, what do you, give me an example. So, I mean, if you're on Zoom and you're muted, you have to, first of all, uh, and and the assumption is you're, (laughs) on the the zoom conversation and you're not going to the bathroom and going going to get a snack or something you're you're not actively listening then but then you come back and you forget to unmute yourself and you know all that is part of listening understanding where you are what's going on it's yeah and there's etiquette with Zoom too. Absolutely. I heard one of one of my uh, friends. They said their kid at college. They would, in order to prove that they were at school, they would um, just show the top part of their head, their forehead up, so that they could tell that there was somebody there. But you know, they're not on. And and that I get it. You know, people didn't want to be seen in their shorts or their pajamas or their hair's not done or whatever. And that's all part of active listening because if you're thinking what's going on what's behind you what are you wearing why are you you know that's that distracts you from being able to listen that's really true i hadn't thought about that that's well you know and then active listening is really important for me i'm finding it too because i have a tendency to to but admit it what to butt in on people as they're talking I get mm-hmm. ideas and I, I don't want to lose them. Yeah. Like they're so important to be shared. Well, um, bringing this to the podcast idea, I'm finding that we're able to have a conversation. It's pretty amazing. We're not overlapping and talking as much as, as I've heard on other podcasts. So oh. that's a, a skill that you can use. It is. And, and I think I've had the same issue because you don't want to have that thought elude you. And so it's hard to stay focused in the conversation, but try and remember what it is you're going to say. So it is a problem. It's not out of disrespect. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and one of the other things you were talking about the other day with me off podcast was um, l- repeating back what someone said. Yes. So at, important. At, yeah. As a, an instructional strategy, that's really important. But uh, you think about it as a listening strategy with just anybody it's saying, I hear you, or yeah. correct me if I'm, if I'm hearing this wrong, or what else do you want to add to it? So in a relationship, and when somebody is upset, that's the best thing you can do is say, I understand, I heard you say, and that's when you repeat it back. And you're right, it, it is acknowledging that person and that you took the time to really listen. So it's a good skill to use, especially I think in relationships. I, you know, in a relationship, if you hear back something, you're like, really, did I say that? Oh, gosh, um, that's not what I meant. Or let right. me be more precise. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very effective. At, at, and imagine this as a part of a toolkit for kids to have this and develop this when they're young, when they're yeah. to make this like as a routine in their way of interacting with people. That's so powerful. Okay. Well, and then here's the other thing I was thinking about with regard to active listening in retirement, because we're always bringing this back to retired. When you're retired and you are no longer like on in your profession, you have a chance to sit back and listen to people a lot more actively. I found myself doing that. Have you? Yeah, but is it because we're getting older and wiser? 
I hadn't thought of well, it as a skill from teaching. I'm just thinking that I'm observing. Yes, I'm a big observer now. I think it could be. I think it could be both. But certainly, I mean, when you get to retirement age, usually you're a little bit older. And um, I think by actively thinking about it, that's like active right. listening, actively thinking about it, you're going to engage differently with people then. And you're just listening, right? I am so, I'm processing because what you said, I think was kind of pretty deep and very true. Oh. And I hadn't, yeah. Yeah. So when we, when we're retired and we are putting on new tread, trying to figure out our, what our new life is like and where we want to go on this adventure, we need to, and I think it's a like a natural thing. We sit back and we listen and it's amazing how many more things you understand about the world around you or about what you're interested in or what might even um, spark an interest in you. She's processing. Again. I am. And this is what I'm saying. This is a perfect example. My silence is because I'm listening better than I've ever listened in my life. And I'm taking in what you're saying, not just like to get on to the next thing. It's like, huh, that rings true. So I, I, it's actually a full conversation going on in my head about what you just said. And I think there is a very different change in myself too. You're right. As a teacher, we're trying to get information out, 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 out. And maybe this is the time in our life where we're taking it in, in, in. Yeah. And I, I, I hear you. And I'm just, you know, kind of teasing you a little bit because you know, dead air on an audio broadcast is not what one's looking for, but you're processing. That's so important. That's great. Because <laughs> I was actively listening. <laughs> All right, now we're moving on. Our topic of the day is lifelong learning. I never want to stop. I realized, and I think that's maybe why we got into teaching in the first place, because I love to learn. I eat it up. I have a library of self-help books and I eat each one. It's like candy to me. And I realized this next adventure that I'm on towards having a business has had me learn all about the history of Cuba and the United States, starting from the time that Columbus came all the way up till now. And I'm learning it and, it and it's been fantastic because all the skills I used to teach kids, I'm doing myself. All the things I learned in college to take notes, I'm doing. And I love it and I can't get enough of it. And I still have a list of all the things I wanna learn. Like I'm a Norwegian and now I really wanna learn my Norwegian language, how to read it and write it and speak it better. Like I can't get enough of it. I just wanna say learning, I love it. <laughs> Well, you know, we totally relate on this one. You're talking social studies. You're talking language. Oh, you're and right. Those are the things. Yeah, that's what we- That was our we, thing. We bought yeah, on we, the social studies and what do I love? You're right. Yep. We were doing Spanish oh immersion. And, you know, so everything was through Spanish and English, a bilingual <laughs> program. But also, it was, we, we really love social studies because you can tie everything in, well, everything. almost everything to it, you know, writing, reading, listening, uh, history, of course. Um, but also, you know, even we would find ways to relate it to math or do something in PE that was physical. And science. Something in, 
making yes. the contribution of the culture, you know? Yes. Yeah. And the arts and, you know, oh, everything. God. So, yeah. I hear you. You know, for me in retirement, it was, um, like we talked about before, I fell right into the pandemic and, oop, what am I going to do at home by myself? Well, eBay, uh, I had to learn, first of all, get over the the reticence of actually trying eBay, mm. do it. And, um, you know, I did. it was really... It was a big learning curve. We had technology. You had your uh, figuring out how to market things in the way that it would sell. Um, and in it was competition to, and to yeah. sell within a competitive market. And it wasn't bad. I learned a lot of ins and outs. And, and in fact, the other day I was getting my hair cut and I was talking to the, the gal cutting my hair. And she's like, I'm an eBay seller too. And we just had the most delightful conversation about all the things, the ins and outs that you wouldn't think that you would have to learn but it was delightful. That was really cool. And then, you know, uh, the other thing I had mentioned before um, the previous podcast was how I was uh, educating myself for winemaking. I, yeah. I've produced a number. Uh, Good wine, at, by the way. I'm uh, just going to put in a little oh, plug. Thank you. Yeah, home winemaking is really fun. Um, I found I wanted to do more, but I found that physically it takes way too much to process wow. a half ton of grapes um all the physicality uh of uh, not only the to picking up the the harvest but then to um process it to get it in the barrel to i remember to... your bathtub full of full of it <laughs> well those were carboys but uh in the barrel you had to rack the barrel and that means emptying the whole barrel and cleaning out the barrel and put and then putting it back in and you know just the physicality and then the bottling and the lifting of the of the cases of wine it's just it was it was too much to continue but all the you know I took court uh, classes at UC Extension uh, with Mondavi and it was fabulous I mean learning chemistry uh learning marketing learning all of viticulture viticulture and all of the things that have to do with enology, sensory analysis. It is, it was exciting. It is exciting to continue to, to do that, but not to do the productions. It was just too much physically to do that. Um, I was fortunate enough to get two vintages down and into the state fair where I got silver and and bronze. And so that was exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was exciting. It was fun. Yeah. And then to do the artwork, you know, one's called... uh, Greyhound Grenache, and the other one's named after my other Greyhound. It's really fun, and the artwork, the photography, which I've always been interested in. So <gasps> that just reminded me. So you're talking about the labels, yeah? Right? Yeah. Are you talking about yeah. the? La- Do you remember this? I'm sorry, we have to flash back in time. That's what happens when you get two friends that have known each other for a long time. Remember, we made beer. Oh and you yeah, used to yeah. Make the we beer did. Labels. We did. Yep. You made really, yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, it just brought me. So doesn't it kind of make sense? It segued into from the beer into, to the yeah. wine. And wine is much more refined, of course. So, Well, of course, we were at a different stage in our life then. <laughs> yeah. We had beer and pretzels. Now we want wine and Bluetooth charcuterie boards. I love it. So what else are you in? I mean, you're talking about skiing. You're talking about uh, learning history. What else are you retiring? What other skills have you used since leaving the education profession okay you I, we have to go back to the skiing it flutters my heart i want to say that i had not been skiing in over 30 years and i was a little fearful i it was right before i moved back up to my mountain town 
and my daughter had never been. And I went on the bunny slopes with her and I knew that'd be fine. And I realized how comfortable I felt. It's so comfortable that I said, 16 year old daughter, put your, put your skis in between mine, hold on to me and follow me down this hill. And I'm doing this perfect slalom. I'm like, whoa, with a 16 year old behind me. So I had the courage to go and, and take the intermediate slope that I hadn't done in 30 years. That's insane. And I got to tell you, and this is where I think I love, I've got to put in a plug. I love being older and some people fight it. I think it's beautiful because I skied the best I'd ever done. And it's because it's no longer about racing down the hill. It's about doing it calmly and taking your time. I don't think I'd ever skied better in my life. And you modeled so, that for your kid. And the point I want to make about the the learning is it's something you don't forget. I thought I would be starting from scratch. It's riding a bike. It's like, you'll always know how to walk. Muscle memory. Amazing. Yep. I just want to say that is just amazing. So I have not yet broken a bone, twisted, whatever. It's the snowboarders that are fast and furious that scare me. Mm, wonderful. Knock on some I've wood learned. as you say that, okay? All right. Um, you know, and then this brings us to our podcasting, you know, um, oh, podcasting. Yeah. I know that you've done some studies on this and taking some classwork. Mm-hmm. I just like, okay, I, this is something I want to do. I'm kind of going back to my roots because I studied television radio production yes. way back in the day. And I have to say the technology is so incredibly different. I mean, we were still spinning records by hand, you know, D- <laughs> like DJ style. No, not quite. But, um, you know, the technological roots, are, are, there's some parallel, but I, what I've learned in education with uh, technology has helped not be afraid to approach this, the, the, the Ooh. digital stuff. And um, that's been, that's been pretty cool. So I, I love the idea of using some skills that we've acquired during life, ap- applying them to what we're doing now in retirement and learning from that, going from that. And, and, you know, this podcasting adventure is pretty cool because you get to you think about music. I had to, you know, you're going to have to, how do you make music and marketing and writing and, you know, all the, the different things that it, that you got to solve in order to make this digital thing happen. I'd like to say that the, the whole, oh, COVID teaching at home on a computer almost broke my spirit. It almost broke all of our spirits. But I have to tell you, the irony of it all is all those skills have gotten me to the place where I am today, where I've been building websites. I've been figuring out how to do things like Square and get payments when I'm out. And and it was really those, and Zoom, like Zoom is nothing. I get it now. And there are people that have never had to use it, so they don't even know Zoom. But you know, that's where I think teaching in that situation forced technology on me because by by my own desire, I would never have tried. So that's the good thing about education, too, and learning right now. I've learned these skills and I can apply it elsewhere. Well, you know, it's true. When we're in education, there were always people, you know, especially the, those of us in the older generations, people would say, oh, they don't want, they're not interested in technology. They don't know how to use it. And of course, there were some young gurus that you'd just like, oh, thank you for filling me in on this or that. But, you know, most, you know, the, the, you're right. COVID made people have to become technologically oriented, you know, at least open the book on understanding it. And 
um, you know, the more you use it, the more you see that it is um, it's intrinsic. So you take what you learn and you can ap- apply it to the next level and just have some confidence in it and use it. It's amazing. So I think this is what the truth is about technology. I remember one of our colleagues, do you remember Melly? Okay. And everybody would go to Melly about 10 years ago because she knew everything. And she just said, you know, you just got to play around with it. And you know what? She's right. It's like the reason we look at all these youth and we think they're just amazing. No, they're not. They had so much time on their hands. They didn't have jobs. They didn't have things they had to do. So they sat around bored and they took the time to touch every little button. And so what I've learned is our generation sits down and we want to have the answer right then and there because we don't have time to sit around and play with buttons. But if we can take the time to sit around and play with those buttons, it is kind of intrinsic and it isn't as overwhelming as we think, but you have to have the time. But when you have a due date for something that has to be done, that's when we fall apart, flip out, we call everybody, we, you know, and the other little piece I want to share. So I learned at our old school, we had the computer lady. So I started observing every time I went in and asked a question, she often did not know. And so she would just get on and start Googling things. And that again, when we were home with COVID and we had to teach, that's what I started to do. And, and I thought it was amazing because you can find all kinds of tools and ways you can do videos. You can have people do audio. You can have written instructions, but it's all about the Google. Yeah, absolutely. Find yep, it. Yep. And not being afraid to do that, you know, and, and becoming more oh. refined in how you do your searches online so you don't get frustrated. Yeah, that's true. It's all about wording, but I love words. So that's not a problem. <laughs> that's part of the fun. Yeah, I remember this one guy. We used to my daughter's friend and we used to play this game where it was back in the day when this was still new where you do wikipedia and you'd have to do a wikipedia search to find the search for the next thing until you got to the subject that was the target that you were all trying to get to and what Ooh. a great skill for young people to do they pro- they did this intrinsically again um, as an adult, this was kind of a fun game when you presented it as a game. It was a fun way to get to the little one bit of information you did through the links of the other uh, sites. Oh, it was pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Thank you, Stefan. And uh, right. here we go again. We love learning, right? Yes. Just yes. that in itself to to want to learn how to get to the one answer. Like, I, I don't know. I think when you're a teacher, you just can't leave it. That's, that's how it is. So lifelong learning. And, and I remember as a teacher, you know, on day one, telling kids that I'm a lifelong learner. That's the one thing I want to pass on to all of you. Yeah. And I remember at back to school night saying the same thing to the parents. This is about everyone learning and um, hopefully finding it interesting. There's no reason to be bored about anything because you keep learning. And that's what it's about. Well, I think maybe another topic in the future would be about boredom in schools. I think um, that's or retirement. a whole other topic. Boredom and retirement. Oh, God. Go. Boredom. Boredom and retirement. Boredom and teaching. Uh, yeah. I think we got a good topic. Right, that one down soon.
That wraps up this episode of Retired. Thanks for listening. Next time, we'll continue our adventure in retirement by discussing boredom. Until then, please feel free to lend your feedback or ask questions by emailing us at retiredpodcastnewtread at gmail.com. You're invited to follow us on Facebook at Retired Podcast New Tread. Check the show notes for links and contact information. Retired is co-hosted by Sue Brits and Tina Lookbach. It is produced, directed, and edited by me, Sue Brits. Music and graphics are by me, too. Please click to subscribe so that you won't miss your chance to join, join our retired, retired road trip. trip.